Hello, my name is Alec Toombs. I'm here with the Film Yap of Indianapolis, Indiana. I am here today with the loneliest boy in the world, director Martin Owen, and the film star Max Harwood. Uh, the movie opens in select theaters and, uh, excuse me, select theaters this Friday, October 14th, and will be available to stream beginning Tuesday, October 18th. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thanks for chatting to us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Nice, nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you both as well. Thank you. Um, Martin, um, what were some of your inspirations for The Loneliest Boy in the World? Um, I mean, I think the, for me, the biggest inspiration was the, was the script itself, you know, in terms of the, I read it and thought that, you know, the three writers, Brad and Piers and Emilio did such a, you know, fantastic job. And when I first read it, I was like, oh man, these guys are so much better at writing an 80s movie than I am. And I've tried it before and I'm a terrible human being. And then I read it and I was like, and then I realized it was written in the 80s. And that was why. So that's why it's such an authentic feel because, you know, they wrote it however, 35 years ago or whatever it was. Um, so that really attracted me to, to be. Um, Max. Uh, you've been the titular character in every project you've tackled to date. Um, you were Jamie and everybody's talking about Jamie. You were Seagull in the short film Seagull, and you're the loneliest boy in the world and the loneliest boy in the world. Um, will you ever not be the titular character in one of your films, you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I will. In, in my next TV project, I'm not the, not the titular role. I don't, I, 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 don't know what's, I don't know what's happened, but um, I've just been very lucky with the projects that have come my way and Timing is obviously everything, and um, I'm I'm just really excited to make movies. And you know, I I I think s supporting roles are as important at, at, at telling the story of a, a title lead character. I think sometimes the the lead, the lead characters, you know, they're the star the star of the film, but you know, look, these these characters can't go on their journeys without the the characters that are supporting them around them. So I'm excited to you know step onto some sets and. So, do some supporting roles. Um, what is it about this material that appealed to you, Max? Do you know what? I I loved it because it was some. It's, it's something I'm never going to do in my everyday life. I like to pick projects of things that are off the wall and things that Max would never do. So Max is never going to dig up a dead body, and I don't live in the '80s, and um, so I was very excited to be able to like research, watch films, and. Um, reference and um also then just actually physically get to be in spaces like graveyards for two weeks that i don't spend a lot of time in and hopefully won't be spending much time in in the future fair um are there any roles you really want to play or any genres you feel like tackling in the future i really want to do like a sci-fi fantasy film um or like a um a dystopian drama in the in the vein of like um Handmaid's Tale esque um, stuff. I'm very, I'm very intrigued by high concept drama and also um, excellent writing. So those probably roles in those. I also want to do a biopic of a of a sports star that isn't anything to do with music. Um, I obviously I, I sing, so I often gravitate towards roles that involve you know displaying that skill. But it would be nice to you know. I'm not a sports guy, you know, so, or, you know, to play a tennis player or a swimmer or a diver or anything like that would be kind of really cool. Nice. Um, 
The Loneliest Boy in the World is a zombie movie of sorts. Um, do you have a favorite zombie movie? Um, do I have a favorite out-and-out zombie movie? Um, do you know what? I can't lie to you. There's, I, there's, I haven't seen probably many zombie movies, so it's kind of weird to have a favorite. Um, so probably, probably not. I and, and it's been kind of strange for us because I know this is a. I know this is a, a movie that includes zombies, but for me, I didn't read it as a zombie movie, if that sure. makes sense. The, the zombies are just um, what would you have done? A, a divisive tool in our film to, um, you know, add that the comedy element, I think. And I don't, I think it's more, it's more of a, in my eyes, it's more of a family comedy than a zombie movie, but sure. um, everyone will sort of have their own interpretation of it, I suppose. So it wasn't in my referencing because again, I don't have to play a zombie. So it wasn't really part of my process to look too deeply into zombie movies. Right. Um, Martin, welcome back. Yeah. Sorry about that. I just, I I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying the interviews. So I just left. Um, (laughs) That's fair. You're probably thinking this is the 50th dude I've talked to today and I'm about done with it. I understand. (laughs) I'm Max Howard it out. So I'm just like, yeah, no, my Wi-Fi just dropped off. <laughs> uh, same question for you. I don't know if you caught me asking Max this. Um, the mo- movie is a zombie movie of sorts. Do you have a favorite zombie movie? Um, favorite. Mm, maybe probably not the Living Dead. Maybe I don't know. I kind of like. Um, In terms of favorite zombie content post stuff, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. Big Walking Dead fan. Um, I think that it's in, it's just interesting. I think with zombie films because I mean, I watch a lot. I watch a lot of genres, so I think that it's an interesting. There's a lot of kind of subgenres within zombie films. I think, and that's what's kind of interesting. And I was kind of very much aware with this one that. You know, the, as I said, the, inter- the interesting thing for me was that when directing the film, I wasn't treating the family like they were zombies. Whereas in, if you watch most zombie films, the, the, the crux of the film is about the fact that it's zombies or it's undead. Whereas in this, the fact that they're composing, it's almost like we don't deal with it, which I kind of like it. It's just like that face, like when Susan's face falls off and she's like hiding. So she doesn't, she's just like, doesn't say anything. You know, or like, you know, Ben Miller's falling to bits, you know, Hero, and it's just kind of like, we don't mention it, we keep focused on the Oliver story. So I know that wasn't the question you asked me, you asked me which is my favourite film, but I just, I just have a habit of going off on one. But yeah, I think that's just an interesting point that, from my perspective, I treated the rest of the cast, I didn't direct them as zombies, I directed them in the same way I directed Max, in terms of, like, they were just, we could have been making a, a, a um, you know, they could have been normal characters in the drama. And that was Understood. quite cool. Understood. Um, this question's for both of you. Um, Loneliest Boy has a very cool supporting cast. Uh, Hero finds Tiffin, Ashley Benson, Evan Ross. Uh, what were these folks like to work with? Really excellent, um, actually. like, and um, I'd describe them as like a box of tricks. Um, they all come from very different... Uh, places and um, very different styles of acting and they all brought their their selves and their energies to the roles and it allowed Oliver's Oliver's journey to be very one that was very full of lots of lots of things and then 
I mean, what the one thing I will say about Ashley and Evan is they they literally stepped off of the plane and they were ready to go. They really, really loved the project and um it was super super amazing to, you know, I was a huge fan of PLL. Um so to get to work with Ash was always like kind of really cool from from being a fan. Um so yeah, really great. And you Martin? Yeah, I think um Max has said it very well. I think I think from my perspective, the interesting thing about the film was each actor brought a very different approach. So it's obviously each character is quite heightened, but then each actor has a very different approach, a very different style. So I think that was the most the most interesting thing that we we truly ended up with, you know, an ensemble piece in the truest sense of the word. And we were just very fortunate that all of the all of the talent in the film, every single one of them, was was you know a pleasure to work with and was easy to work with and. I really, and I've said this a few times I, I, to people, I, my job was really, like, really, really easy in this film because, like, they did all the heavy lifting. You know, I was just there to just slightly steer in the right direction. You know, I was very fortunate that this film couldn't have worked without a very talented cast and a very nuanced bunch of performers. So it's very lucky. I the easiest job in the world. Um, you kind of addressed this earlier, Martin, before uh, we lost you for a minute. Uh, the script does date back to the 1980s. Um, why is now a particularly good time to tell this tale? Also, we, we talked briefly about it before. Emilio Estevez was credited with the movie story and is an executive producer on the movie. I'm assuming his involvement went all the way back to the 80s. Um, can you tell me, I guess, how, how do you make a movie with a script that old and make it contemporary? Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing is, even though the kind of the environment within the film felt so authentically eighties, the, the actual the, the themes and the story and the relatability that 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 side of it could have been written today. And, and and the interesting fact was that you know it's a story about a young man who's dealing with grief, and that's something that everybody can relate to at some time in their life. And and, and secondly, you know, we we made this film about this you know isolated lonely character oliver we made it at a time when we were in lockdown and it was kind of just us making this film and no one else was around which was kind of this really kind of like you know i guess kind of ironic kind of serendipitous timing um and you know and obviously in terms of Delio and 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 brad peers you know the main thing for me the biggest pressure of the film was really delivering trying to deliver justice to a script that had lived with them for so long and that was something I'd not dealt with before. It must be right script and it happens or so it's a few years old, but like for it to be so old, and I, I really felt a kind of a, a, a duty of care to be able to try and do, you know, their, their screenplay justice. You guys did do a, a very nice job of conveying the era. And I say that as an eighties kid, I was definitely on those Alf flashbacks throughout the movie, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Uh, Martin, I'm a huge Scott Adkins fan, and you worked with him on the Intergalactic Adventures of Max Cloud. Uh, what was he like to work with? Also, Adkins has a movie coming out opposite yours this week, uh, Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday. Uh, is it weird to have a friend or colleague's release coincide with something you were doing? No, because I don't like Scott. No, I'm kidding. Um, um, no, I think that that film... I know it was a real passion project for Scott Adkins. You know, the first one, he, he you know, he, he was so, so heavily involved in those, in both of those two movies. Um, and, 
yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that, that he's got it made. It's coming out. It looks great. And, you know, Scott is just one of, one, one of, one of the nicest, hardest working, funniest people that, that I've spent time around, you know, and, and, and I'm fortunate to consider him a friend. You know, he's a, he's a really, really underrated talent, in my opinion. I concur. Um, what's next for you all? Uh, are there any upcoming projects you're at liberty to discuss? Oh, I can't you're talk back. about. I'm like, I'm like this. I can't talk about anything. Uh, unfortunately, I would really love to, of, of course, but um, more to come from me um, next year for sure. Exciting. And um, Martin, um, I've just I've just recently uh, produced a film um, which. I can't talk about it because it's not been press released yet. So they would they would probably probably murder me. Um, so that was that was interesting because it's kind of the first project that I've kind of if you like lead produced. So that was interesting seeing that side of it. And I actually realized how much of a horrendous person I am when I'm directing. Not horrendous. I'm a dream, but in this in the sense of like it just shows you from a different perspective completely, you know, and, and it's really enlightening and interesting. Uh, and then I'm shooting a film, uh, I started shooting a film January the 30th, uh, which is a, an out and out comedy, um, which I can't say too much about. Again, it hasn't been press released, but yeah, I kind of start prepping for that in a couple of weeks. Lots of work, lots of work. The work well, is working. <laughs> uh, continued success to you both. Uh, the movie is The Loneliest Boy in the World. Uh, Martin, Max, thank you so much for your time. The movie will be out this Friday and on VOD next Tuesday. Gentlemen, thank you for your time, and you both have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much. Lovely to meet you, mate. We really enjoyed you. Thank you. Take care, fellas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.